God of the universe, maker of the stars, who am I that you would know my name? Well, 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 it's good to see everybody again this week. It's been an awesome weekend. We are super excited to join you again. Mm -hmm. I'm Dave Covert here with Ryan Cribs, my uh, brother-in-law here as well. And we got the Claytons here, Mike and Daniel. So excited to do this again. We've been having a lot of conversations this like lately about Kingdom. And we're actually going to decide to maybe go maybe a little bit more into Kingdom, I think. So we're yeah. excited that we get to be a part of this whole thing with us, guys. Uh, we just hope you buckle yeah. in, strap in, and we might have a couple laps, maybe even some tears. We'll see what happens. Zero laps. Oh. Zero, zero laughs. Yeah, yeah, zero laughs. We had too much last week. Too yeah, way yeah. too much. That's true. That's true. So we're gonna be very serious. Super. Right after this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> before we get going, I do have happy belated birthday wishes to one of my favorite young ladies in all the world, Miss Sarah Litchfield. <laughs> yes. 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 So nice. Sarah, if you happen to be watching and you probably should now that you've been called out by name and are internationally mm -hmm. famous, uh, <laughs> you will notice that I stepped up my giving to you this year. And, uh, you know, last year I didn't get you a single thing this year. I gave you a happy birthday post on Facebook. So, um, go ahead and take a, a screenshot. Maybe one day you can sell that on eBay. <laughs> awesome there it is. yes she had a wonderful we had a wonderful time with her it was great i'm sure it she was awesome wonderful oh, yes. wonderful young lady and uh yes she is so privileged to know her okay yes. guys now for the serious thing is i did get a question last week um from someone and uh, this kind of really goes along in a, in a strange kind of way with our whole program. Uh, someone communicated with me and said, I have a question for you. What's Ingalls? <laughs> I was wondering if that was going to be something. I was wondering. <laughs> okay, well, hold on. I got I to, gotta, I gotta, before it's actually answered. So, uh, well, I, I guess I'll answer it. So it's a grocery chain, grocery store chain down here in the you know, Southeast, I guess, whatever, um, you know, Southern, but we had, uh, you know, my brother-in-law actually came down here for the first time and, uh, he saw them all over the place. And then he ended up asking us like, what's Inglace? <laughs> and apparently like a lot of people think that it's Inglace, but you have to put the little accent Inglace. Okay. Yes. Uh -huh. yeah. So see, it's a grocery store. After we learned about from last week's podcast, uh, it's also a romantic spot for lunch. Um, <laughs> the romance is all about the unexpected, right? The yeah. unexpected. <laughs> actually, I actually, Ryan, I have to tell you, I got some uh, some sesame chicken the other day, and um, I just stood there in line imagining you and Brooke <laughs> over in the corner in a romantic, you know, just gazing at each other's eyes over yes. some whatever. Uh well, it How sounds like we, we improved. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like we may have improved your uh, Ingalls experience. I don't know. I, I hope so. Okay. There you go. So, yeah. so what does that got to do with the kingdom? 
<laughs> Actually, a lot. Well, there's lots yeah. of laughing in the kingdom. There's lots of humor. There's lots of fun. Um, yeah. So here, here's maybe. a question for you guys. So you know, we last week we we told you know Ryan told this story and it became you know it took on its own flavor because of you know our comedy act that we do all the time, um, <laughs> and uh, it just made me think about it though. That is it possible for us to keep talking about the kingdom? And people not have a clue what we're talking about. Mm. I think I think you're asking the question: Is it possible? To, is it possible to be king dumb? Ooh. Hmm. That's like that's that's like his first dad joke. <laughs> oh no! I've made I've made plenty. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I. I would actually, I mean, we're speaking, I'm, I want to take this stance from the Western culture mindset where uh, we like to, we hear on TV all the time that we are a democracy. Again, uh, there's also a constitutional republic. Okay. Again, it doesn't matter what we call it in this case, because it's all about this people representing us and all these things. That's how, where we live in, in this country, that's how government's done. That's how all this is done. If it was a kingdom, like we see kingdom and all I think about is uh, like fairy tale stories or, oh, the princesses and kings and all this other thing. <laughs> but it's a little bit more than that, right? It's a bit more than just that. And I think that that's maybe where we find ourselves or in this in this Western culture going, oh, kingdom, just immediately we start thinking about that. So I think that that might have some part to do with this. Mm -hmm. So so Daniel's D Daniel's. Uh... Uh, attempt at humor was really pretty much on point i guess mm -hmm. it wasn't an attempt at humor it was it was a successful direct aim shot <laughs> oh, oh okay okay well were you on target aim, ryan get us out of this <laughs> say something say something good ryan <laughs> say something say something good so uh when you texted me mike uh or the group about like our topic for this week being kingdom the first for me and maybe it's just generic you know, because, you know, growing up in church most of my life and so forth, uh, but the first verse that hit me was the classic, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. and, and, and in the King James, seek ye, you know. <laughs> seek ye. And so I began to sort of ponder, like, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I sort of went on like a little expedition through google land where i just googled like what does seeking the kingdom look like to see what other like bible teachers or believers were kind of saying about that and to be honest i couldn't it took me a while to find anything not that i necessarily you know agreed with or whatever but mm -hmm. um most of it was like you know just inviting god into everything that we do making sure that we have a uh, um good prayer life, uh, seeking his, um, his direction and thing, it, we, uh, all great stuff. You know what I mean? It, it's all, it's all there, but it, for me, it didn't quite get to the, the meat, the, the kind of the crux of it. Kind of fluffy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was very fluffy, very kind of surfacey. And so I guess in, in kind of exploring that, I'd like to hear what you guys each have to say about what does that look like? Because it also follows it up with seek ye first the kingdom of God and his and righteousness. righteousness. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, um, to kind of 
you know, take a step back and then, you know, a step forward. So, you know, dad asked this question uh, at this last Shabbat, you know, we had a smaller group. And so it was, you know, we were a little more interactive um, and it was really, really amazing time. Um, and so we, he asked the question. So like, if someone asked you, you know, what does it mean to seek the kingdom or what does, what is the kingdom of God? You know, what would you say? And I found the question very ironic, actually, because if you look at the ministry of Yeshua and the, and the message that Yeshua preached, he literally spent his entire ministry mm-hmm. trying to answer that question for people and trying to depict what that question meant for people. And so it's like, on one hand, it's like, you can't really, you have to give like little Yeshua gave people tastes. He gave people little glimpses. He gave people stories and parables and all these kind of things to try to capture the fact that the kingdom is valuable. Like it, it feels like that was the first thing he was trying to do is like, you have to understand, like, it's like, it's like a field, you know, where someone, you know, digs a hole and finds a treasure, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so first he had to establish that the kingdom is the most valuable thing you could ever hope to find and so and from there it was like then he was trying to build on like you know what what is the kingdom like you know what what happens in the kingdom those kind of things and so it was just a very funny question because you know to think that you know yeshua the most articulate you know person there could ever be you know was probably largely unsuccessful in you know the message uh reaching people's hearts you know we can probably expect you know equal or less of a success rate in trying to accurately depict it if you know what i mean um so you know just that whole idea of establishing the value but you know to seek the kingdom and to to just you know give a really simple thing first if we don't know how to do something that scripture tells us to do you know, we have been praying as a family almost every night for the past couple of weeks because kingdom has been such a topic and a such a drive in our home recently, um, you know, since the beginning of the year. You know, every night we pray, you know, Father, teach us how to seek your kingdom. And that's awesome. Wow. It's a good place to start. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I'll take a break for a second. <laughs> that is a great place to start. I, I think I want to just chime on that. That's That's really amazing that I think more believers in general that should be like because i think we all have a concept what we think the kingdom is but we're we're evil human beings mortal human beings there's probably more to the kingdom than we really realize and it's like hey you know what if you want to teach us something new about the kingdom that'd be amazing let's hear let's hear some more i think that you made a great point about that like thinking about parables everything was so kingdom specific i was like just thinking kingdom and parables, I think that there's a, there's, I think every single one of them had a relation to, to kingdom. Um, mm-hmm. I think that one of the things I love that, uh, Mike, you always do this. And I absolutely love this whole thing. Like, let's turn to the beginning of the Bible. I love that you then go to the, then you go to revelation and it's that from the beginning, the end is told the end, the beginning is told, like, it's how it's all circular. It all comes back to the same thing. And I think that if you look at what was in the beginning with Adam and Eve and everything was perfect before the sin entered in and before all that, it was this perfection. I think that that has something to do with it. There's in the, uh, we can look at this world and there's so much chaos, but the kingdom is something that there's order, that chaos does not have, does not reign supreme, where in this world it does quite a bit. And that's kind of relying a bit on us. 
because it does say i was thinking about the beatitudes right that's what, like that first like ryan you brought up that verse about the about the king seek ye first the kingdom and then i think quickly the next verse you could say okay what other verse has kingdom in it and i think everyone would then go to the beatitudes right they would immediately then go to matthew 5 like because they will inherit the kingdom they will inherit the kingdom and it's like well, who are those people uh who are poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven huh that kind of makes you go they think there's another one that says that there i think it was 10 and then blessed are the who have been persecuted for the sake of righteous for theirs is the kingdom of heaven that's the i think the first and the last one and in re reality i think all of them lead up to that so i think that that's that whole thing i think if you just study that alone that also is pointing again kingdom kingdom this is what it's all about if you can do this the kingdom is yours so that's the to-do list like okay you're you're part you're you found you found the messiah great you you're latching on to this thing all right your to-do list is now kingdom mm -hmm. every day about kingdom mm. people will come across your life like we briefly mentioned a grocery chain last week <laughs> but kingdom was talked about that's pretty that's pretty cool mm -hmm. but how can we take it further i'm interested to see maybe where I think I have some thoughts. I'd like to see maybe what others maybe have thoughts on what does that mean to be about the kingdom's business? Let, let me you take know, it's, Yeah, go ahead. Right. Okay, <laughs> let me take this, uh, this approach to it and do a very kind of a flat line definition of kingdom, okay? And Ryan, the very fact that you quoted it out of King James, which is seek ye first, uh, kind of gives us that old nature of you know the the damsel in distress and the 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 uh, fire breathing dragon and you know all that kind of stuff um it, nothing could be farther from what the true kingdom is all about um you know the the kingdom of of elohim the kingdom of god <clears throat> is something that when we think about kingdoms it's like uh, a king went out and and uh, conquered another country and did so through military might and uh, and killing all of his enemies and everything then he would come in and he would set up his kingdom and and his authority and rule and all those kind of things and it's it, it's really something that's outside of of anything that we've ever been a part of um as far as even the earthly historical thing much less, let's put in a king that is a loving servant king. I mean, th there's a whole place we can go to in a moment. But here's here's the flatline definition. Kingdom is made up of two words, king and dominion. So in order for there to be a kingdom, we have to have four things. We must first of all have a king. Now, regarding the king, I believe that that is Messiah, that that is Yeshua, and that the job for king of that kingdom, uh, there was only one position, there's only one position open, there was only one qualifying resume, and the job is already filled, it's not up for grabs or any of our opinions. So, he is the king Amen. over the kingdom. Number two, mm. dominion. You and I have a choice today in receiving Messiah, receiving Yeshua as our Messiah to become that dominion. Number three, 
you have to have a constitution. You have to have a set of guidelines, of rules. This week's Torah portion in uh, in Exodus uh, chapter 23, I believe, is the uh, is called uh, Mishpatim, rulings, judgments. What is, what is the scripture? The scripture is the constitution of the kingdom. It is the way that things will be done in the kingdom. Number four, you must have a place for that kingdom to be. And so as I read the, the scripture, in the end, that kingdom is going to be centered in the land of Israel. So Amen. a king, a dominion, a constitution, and a place for it all to be. Amen. Yeah, that's good. It's interesting when we, and I think it was last week, we referenced the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. And he says, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. Not as it will be, but as it is. Mm -hmm. So to your point, uh, Daniel, about him speaking to what the kingdom, you know, trying to sort of give a taste to the listener of what the kingdom is like. I can only imagine how difficult that would be to come from an established place like mm -hmm. that to an earthly experience and then try to relay what that must look like. Yeah. And he, he even gives some more weight to um, the importance uh, and the, um, well, the importance of being able to enter that kingdom. We see it when the disciples go out and they come back from their their missions and they come back to Yeshua and they go, you know, we had a great experience and even the demons uh, fled at your name. Yeah. And he said, well, it is good that the spirits do your bidding, but it is more important that your names be written in the book of life. Which in essence is like, oh, that's really cool that you're able to do that make sure you're able to enter the kingdom yeah mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah and um you know kind of expounding on you know just that it, it's so amazing you know that prayer that he gave to us how it just i mean probably if that's the only prayer you ever had it would do you just fine in life because it Absolutely. came directly from the mouth of yeshua so you know everything is in there like Almost every other thing you could pray for, I believe, could be traced, you know, just like all the commandments can be traced back to the Ten Commandments. You know, I believe that probably every prayer you could have could be traced back to mm -hmm. that prayer. Um, and so, but, you know, like like you're saying, you know, may, may it be done as it is in heaven. You know, you think about Moses, where he was given the vision of the tabernacle. And was he given a vision or was he actually seeing something that was in heaven that he was then charged to put into the earth? you know, him and everyone working under him. And, and again, like when Yeshua says, I only do what I see my father doing. And so Yeshua was the living example of looking at what was in heaven and doing it on the earth. And you can only do that if you take the time to pray as he did all the time. And so, you know, just having that designated time of prayer to see and hear what your father is doing and saying so that you can then take that and put it into the earth through you. It goes back to that when we first talked about the first part of this podcast was that whole idea of who you are. Mm 
right? Understanding that the kingdom is what you're achieving, what you're looking for, what you're going for, and knowing that you can rest on, like that's where your feet can stand on that bedrock that the kingdom is, that's where, that's your goal is to be a part of the kingdom, to be in the book of life, like you just talked about, right? Like that whole idea of being ingrained in that, that's, that's the mission. That's the goal. If I can reach, reach there, we're good. And like you said, Dale, if you could just do the Lord's prayer, perfect. That's it. That that's summation of all that. Boom. There you go. And that, that idea of, it's like when you're praying, you're, you're phoning home to say, okay, how can I make this more reality here on this earth? How can I do that? Man, can you imagine changing your entire dynamic? We talked about prayer last week. Can you imagine now upgrading that prayer experience to go, okay, what can I do this week to just bring your kingdom that much closer? Like mm -hmm. it's here. How can I make it even more so? How can I do even more? And it, the scripture's full of it. And I think that one of the biggest things is that that garden experience, the mm -hmm. order that's, that is in the middle of all this chaos order, bringing order. And then you know, we can go off on a lot of that, but that's just so cool. I love that. That's amazing. You know, I love to take you know, the, good. I, I love to take that prayer. Um, the I, I call it the disciples prayer. Um, I like to take that one kind of, kind of work with it a little bit, you know? So it helps me to think it through when I don't just say the same words or read the same words over and over again, but I've, I've put some differences in there. Um, one of those differences, Barry, this actually comes from Barry Phillips, mutual friend, is uh, he started praying and give me this day and this day my daily bread. Asking him to give us the day that we would be influential in this day. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that I mean, that just kind of causes some things to start to, to move around. The other one that I love to use is, is this, you know, when we talk about heaven, uh, the, the tragedy is that because of previous teachings, that heaven is kind of like, you know, the sweet by and by, and, and I've got a mansion over the hillside, Ryan, you got all these songs and I'll fly away. Oh, glory. And, you know, uh, um, uh, Eula land, Eula, uh, huh? <laughs> Eula land, Eula land. Got it, man. <laughs> I, I love, I mean, that song, I can cry over that song about as easy as I can anything else, but <laughs> I, I have to change it. The, the, just the theology because heaven is a realm. Mm -hmm. It, is there a place? I, I, I guess there is, there is a not in the definition of what we think of as place. Mm -hmm. It is more of a realm. So my prayer is, uh, your will be done on earth as it is in the heavenly realm. Mm -hmm. And by the way, you know, when we pray that, what are we talking about? Well, if the, the, the Torah, the commandments, the scripture comes from that realm, then as we, okay, let me give you just an easy one. I'll turn it over to you. When I go to a restaurant and I look at a menu and I decide, wait a minute, no, I'm not going to eat the shrimp because, you know, the scripture talks about that being unclean. I am literally bringing the heavenly realm into the physical earthly realm. Mm -hmm. hmm. I like that. Oof. Yeah. I think it could be something as simple as what you're talking about, like that. Those simple aspects. There's a command in scripture. You do it, and you're actually in 
You don't have to know every reason behind it. It could be something as simple as choosing to eat something or not, but you're bringing order. And, and you're then the saying, waiter, well, the waiter or the so. waitress says, well, what do you mean you don't eat shrimp? Or, or well, I, you know, I, I eat kosher. What? Tell me about that. And then we get to, that's an open door into speaking about the Messiah and redemption and, and, and sharing with them the kingdom in their own lives. Testimony, right? Testimony. Again, you, everyone, you guys got this testimony that is literally pointing to the kingdom. And you don't realize how many times as you're daily walking, you're conversation with people you there's such an easy opportunity sometimes you could just lay out something and boom it opens a massive door so you're absolutely right it, it could be literally that simple mm -hmm. it's that's so good and i think um you know essentially what you're saying dad is you know when you're talking about like kind of the personalization of it you know our busy culture has bred into us like this like you know fast speedy thing where everything has to be fast and has to be done you just got to get through it to go to the next thing but you know what you're saying essentially is don't just say the prayer like actually take your time and try to actually think what does this mean like what am i praying what does this mean to me you know what what is going on here that's more than just these words and that's why, you know, the, the same kind of reason why Yeshua spent so much time in prayer, because it was that time away. It was only that recharge that gave him, you know, th th that recharge, that time of, um, you know, kind of shedding away the filth of the earth, the filth yeah. of like, you know, this fallen world to be restored by the eternal world, by the, by the heavenly realm that is surrounding, you know, to kind of tapping into that, you know, he yeah. had to go. And, you know, just be filled up by the heavenly realm so that he could be as effective as he was on this earth in the way that he was. And, you know, it's it's a very interesting study to see how there's almost no two situations that he handles the same way. There's almost no two healings that he does the same way. Like mm -hmm. there's so many different kinds, like, you know, from the demon that only comes out to pr with prayer and fasting to, you know, the time where he like, you know, holds the guy's head and moans to the time he spits and and you know, puts the, the dirt and put the dirt in you. Like, it's different every single time. And you would say, like, why not just say, hey, you know, see, eyes open, you know, just every time. It's because that's not how it works. You don't just go into every situation, guns blazing, and expect the same thing to happen over and over again. You need to be in tune with the Father to see what he has. And when you are that way, when you take that time, you're going to hear him more. And all of this ties back to the kingdom because we are we are representatives and Pastors, citizens yeah. and co-heirs of the kingdom. And therefore we are charged by the scripture by being a co-heir with Messiah in the kingdom to be the effective people of that kingdom. Like we should be having an effect on this earth in every single way. And the only way we can do that is by taking that time with the father so that we can hear him. Because I guarantee that you who is listening, who think that you don't hear from the father, you do yeah. like you who think you cannot you can you just haven't spent enough time to know your shepherd's voice and so you hear those little things that is actually him speaking to you and you don't think it's him you think it's just your passing thoughts and let me give you an example and this is not in any way shape or form to 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 brag or like you know toot my own horn mm -hmm. kind of thing it's just an example where i got home the other day my wife had a friend over and i say hi you know say you know you know, to, to both of them, you know, just, and then I come in 
to, you know, change for my work clothes. And as I walk into the bathroom, I just feel the father say to me, like, you need to give her X amount of dollars. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, and it was like, there was no question in my mind. Like I, it wasn't just a random thought. It was, I knew that it was him. So I went, I got it. You know, I told my wife to like sneak it into her purse. And it turns out that, um, you know, the business, the family, their family business was suffering right now as it never has before, super, super slow. And she was all but broke. And so you who is listening, you have those experiences. You do, you just don't recognize it. it. You need to have that time to tune in to the father's voice. That's good. I think this is the perfect segue into in my search for, you know, what does it look like to seek the kingdom? I found an old, it was an old sermon on this, but there was these few, there's three paragraphs in it that I was just like, I think that about sums it up. It says, our desire should be, first of all, to enter into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of new life, the kingdom of perfect liberty, the kingdom of faith in Messiah, the kingdom of union with Messiah, and the kingdom of the power of the Spirit of God. Have we all entered it? And if we have not, let us seek that kingdom immediately. Before we seek our own door, let us seek first this kingdom, that we may take up our citizenship in it and become loyal subjects of the great king. The way of admission into the kingdom is, as we know, believe in Messiah and you shall be saved. As many as received him to him, he gave the power to become the sons of God, even to him that believe on his name. Seek thus to enter the kingdom. That was the first paragraph. The second one, once in it, seek to enjoy its privileges. Hmm. When you have become the subjects of the great king, ask him to fully rule in your spirit and therein to set up his throne of righteousness. Ask that you may have all the peace that appertains to that kingdom, all the holiness which is the characteristic of that kingdom, all the rest, all the joy, and all the spiritual wealth, and all the sacred ennobling which come to men who are brought under the sway of Lord Messiah, whose gracious spirit brings every thought into captivity to his sovereign will. Third paragraph. <laughs> Further. Being in the kingdom of God and enjoying its privileges, then seek to extend that kingdom. Go forth every morning, conquering and to conquer. With the weapons of love and kindness, seek to win men to the kingdom. Enlisted in this holy army, carry on a constant crusade for Messiah. From your earliest waking thoughts till you fall asleep at night, be intent, first and foremost, to win other hearts to Messiah. Let all your care go in this direction, to serve God, to live for God, to glorify God. Seek this as earnestly as the merchant seeks more trade, as the miser seeks more gold, as the sick man seeks a return, as a sick man seeks a return of wealth. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Wow. That last part was good. good. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was all good, but that last part, oh, seek ye like. So what was it? Sick man. What was that again? Sick man. Seek seek as the sick man seeks a return of health. Health. So that goes along with the verse. Yeah, of, like, I love that. Is the deer pants for the water? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my soul thirsts after you. 
the depths of that because to think if you were like diagnosed with a terminal illness hmm. how hmm. much expense would you spare to try to save your life hmm. what if we're seeking god with the same in the kingdom with that same fervency you know i guess this is the a segue and and i'm i'm thinking this is more than one week on the program um I think so there's a segue of the, the kingdom is is not just ryan as the song used to say the sweet by and by it's also the sweet now and now mm-hmm. it's the here and now that yes there is i believe a kingdom coming uh that that will have a literal messiah uh, a literal, as Isaiah chapter 2 says, the Torah will go forth from Jerusalem, the word from Mount Zion. Um, it will be a literal people, and it will be in a literal land called Israel. But the truth is that we don't have to wait for that kingdom. We have to, we have to wait for the, the reality of the full manifestation of the kingdom. But we can enjoy the benefits of right here right now in in this life and in fact our enjoying and i love that one that one section of that uh, i think it was in the second paragraph that you read about enjoying it being joyful you know i I, this is this sounds judgmental but when i see a lot of people on facebook there's no joy there why in the world would i want to you're depressing you're mm-hmm. you're arguing with everybody. Why would I want that? I got enough trouble. You know, I don't need more of that. I need I want to surround myself with people that are joyful, that have something to offer that enhances life, not detracts from it. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I, I kind of want to jump on what you just said there, Mike. That that maybe that's what I've been kind of this this kingdom, because I think we're talking a lot about the overall idea of kingdom but you're right that whole thing of we're supposed to be joyful and it's amazing how kingdom people coming together sometimes there's a lack of joy i don't know if you've ever been to some of these places where we're kingdom people and there's a lack of joy Uh you go what's wrong what happened what's going on and i we've talked a couple times in this program about eating from the tree of life versus eating from the tree of knowledge and that's exactly where we have to bring that point up again. Kingdom is about life. If you're drawing from the tree of life, you are receiving all the benefits of what the tree of life bears. So being about the kingdom is not diminishing somebody's thought process. And I really wanted to, because uh, Daniel, you were making some awesome points about just everyday practical examples of bringing kingdom onto this, onto this earth, like the, just the simple act of giving does not matter how much it is. I've been in those situations. You're exactly right. It's amazing. Just hearing that small voice and obeying it, how amazingly rewarding it is. Cause I know you went to bed, just lie on your feet that night too. I just know just feeling like that was God. Yeah. I nailed it. That felt so good to bring kingdom here. Cause mm-hmm. a bit of the kingdom is in every bit of us and we have the ability Amen to represent that kingdom in our own, in that way that God fashioned us to be. So like that idea of what can I bring from the kingdom here on earth now? Guess what? Mm -hmm. You might have something else that someone else does not do, but guess what? That's because it's your job. It's your role in the kingdom. And if you don't know about it, 
because you haven't been asking the right questions. You haven't just sat down and said, well, how can I bring your kingdom on this earth? Like you mm -hmm. said, it was so awesome. Like that's, it's really good. Just those little things. But you see so much of this on the social media and all this stuff. And now it's gotten to a point now where I think even, I think Mike, I think you would even say like, we see established teachers and it feels like even more and more people are coming up just to try to knock them down a peg. Oh. It's almost like a mission. I've lived 30 years of that. Right. And it's, it's so sad. It's like, why don't change, change the dynamic, change, change that. It's not that it's not that Mike doesn't Mike as a teacher. You're like, you don't welcome people. Cause I mean, Hey, I got questions. Questions are wonderful. The meaning and putting down that's no good. That does no, that does nothing to help anybody. And it's been a, it's been a, almost a breath of fresh air has been going to a few more places lately. And it seemed like there were people that actually, they had questions, but they weren't, they weren't badgering. They weren't demeaning. Hmm. And it's, so that's a good thing. I'm, I'm happy to see that. But if you ever think that way and go, well, I, I think I've got a better point than what these four blokes on this podcast are talking about. That's okay. That's really is okay. Cause yeah. none of us are claiming to be the smartest people in the room. None of us are <laughs> right. But that's because you're being receiving a part of the kingdom that maybe we don't, we don't walk in, but you do. So go walk in 110% walk in that and then go, well, how can I bring others along? Because yeah. that testimony that you're built yeah. on, that's the ticket. Yeah. I Dave, love that. Um, Dave, I've been called a lot of things in life. Bloke is not one of them I've ever been referred to. Because you haven't been to England. Yes, you've I been have. To, you had been to, oh, well, then I'm really actually shocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they called me Bubba when I was there or something. What? We had to show proof on that one. Um, yeah, let me re recollect my thoughts here. Recollect um, your thoughts on. <laughs> you know, just the the thought of the kingdom being here now. You know, it's the same thing that we tell the youth when we tell them, the youth and the young adults, when we tell them they're the rising generation, not the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. It mm -hmm. takes it from an over there thing to a right here thing. And you're going to be mm -hmm. much more passionate to affect a right here thing than an over there thing. Um, you know, something that you actually know you have, you know, tangible, uh, you have an effect in. And, um, you know, I love that that last paragraph that you read, Ryan, where, you know, this thought of the kingdom and like, yes, the kingdom of God is like totally opposite from any kingdom that we have been able to know or experience. But you know, it is similar in the sense of the conquering, even though the conquering happens differently. You know, mm -hmm. the conquering doesn't happen through, you know, physical warfare. It happens through spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that approach that he's talking about of like, you know, seek to expand the kingdom. Um, you know, it's, I, I really have been having a burning feeling that, you know, and I know a lot of people have been saying this too, that, you know, each and every one of us has the opportunity to expand the kingdom every single day. You know, it's not just when, you know, like, the, you know, I could, I could make up some silly stuff right now. I'll just skip it for now. But, you know, every single day there's an opportunity, whether you are a stay-at-home mom, whether you are a construction worker like me, whether you work at the grocery store, whether, you know, you're pulling night shifts at a gas station, like you literally have an opportunity every single day to expand the kingdom. And it doesn't, here's the thing, 
people hear the word evangelism and you kind of think of, you know, one of two things you think of like, you know, maybe Billy Graham, um, you know, who had for the most part, a very simple message that he carried across, you know, you know, the world in, in a time of serious revival. Um, so you have, you know, the really ones that are well-respected like him. Then you have like the televangelist, yeah. you know, <laughs> that, that people have been burned by, but you know, the mm -hmm. kind of the common uh, perception of evangelism is like, the gospel message, like handing someone the gospel message, like, you know, you are, are a sinner, like, you know, and you got to do this, you have to accept Jesus into your heart, you have to accept Yeshua into your heart, and that's all correct. It is all correct. You are a sinner. You do have to be redeemed so that, you know, your sins can be washed away. You know, we talked about that. But evangelism, I think, has a much different aspect to it as well, where if someone walks into your path, and you are in tune with the spirit of God and you can like just hit them with a prophecy of some sort, or you can just like ask them a certain question or start praying for them or just say like, Hey, Yeshua loves you or something like that. It can catch that person so off guard that it just breaks them. And that's your entrance to, to, and all of these ways, like whatever it is, it, there's opportunities every day, but we have to enter that mindset of like a warrior who is equipped that actually has what we need to conquer for the kingdom. Um, you know, just realizing that it's something that we have in us and that we are charged to do like, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You're reminding me of a story, Daniel, um, here in Blue Ridge at our local, and again, I would leave it to me to bring up all the local, uh, you know, real <laughs> romantic spots. No, uh, it's actually our local McDonald's. Uh, there was a lady that worked the to-go window. She may still work the to-go window. I'm, I've not been in, in a while. Dave? She yeah. does. Yeah, she does. I know you're talking about. <laughs> got such an, yes, she's got such an uh, like infectious joy to her mm. that you go through the, and this is the to-go window of a McDonald's, y'all, we're talking about here. I don't. We don't usually think of that as a joyful place. No. You know, maybe for kids <laughs> in the true. back seat going, I want a happy meal, you know. But, yeah. <laughs> but for the rest of us, it's not a, a joyous place. But this lady had such an infectious joy. It made you want to go there just so you could talk with her. Like she would remember who you were. She would re remember what your order was. And like, it, it was, she'd teach like, this is how you save money, this kind of thing, right? I said all that to, to say it kind of culminated one day when, uh, and Dave, you can talk more about this because you're the one that, that went and actually acted upon it. Right. But it prompted Dave to go in and be like, what's, what's, what's going on? Why are you so happy? Why do you have this joy? Uh, and, and try to get to know her more. And Dave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll say like, I was. I will encourage every one of you, if you're in the shower in the morning, that's one of the most amazing times to pray because you're sleepy, groggy. And sometimes in your weakness, God just 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 downloads stuff onto you. And at the end of something like that, God told me specifically to go see this lady. It says you're gonna pray for you are going to pray for because there is a uh there is a cancer or something within there's a cancer problem. I was like, okay. It's like, how do I know she's going to work there? Of course. I asked God a stupid question like that, right? Of course I do. And it's like, just go. And I was like, okay. So I go there, go through the lines. Like, how am I going to go through? It's going to, it's going to, the, the, the lines, McDonald's is fast. It says, if you provide the way, I'll be there. And if she's there, I'll do what you ask. 
So I get to the window and I say, do you need prayer? And of course she goes, no, honey, I don't need prayer. I got Jesus it's all over. He's like, no, do you have it? Well, do you have anyone else? He says, well, my sister has brain cancer. Oh. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I had no idea. I had no idea. So right then there in the McDonald's drive-thru and I look in my rear view mirror, there's no one behind me. There's mm-hmm. no one behind me. So you said it last week, Dale. I thank you for bringing this up, Ryan. You said it last week, if you just ask, right? Just get used to asking God. Well, help equip me to do what you've told me to do. So bring it forth. That just, it, and I about broke down in tears after that. It was just unbelievable. I didn't care about the food. Awesome. It was just what a, <laughs> at a McDonald's drive-thru, right? That doesn't make any sense. But when you lean into that kingdom mindset, you have a miraculous encounter out of nowhere. And it does more. I think it, I still, I'm of the faith that it does more for you than it does even them. It just, yep. your faith gets so ratified, just on fire. I cannot speak enough about it. But someone is that, but then that made me, that answered the question we all had. Cause we were like, that lady's amazing. She's so joyful. Her bedrock was founded on the Messiah. She was living and breathing and standing on it. That just made me go, wow, what a living yes. testimony. And so that led into my point, really, like you just said, like, you have to ask yourself, what are you doing? And like you said, Daniel, what are you doing every day in whatever capacity the Father's put you in that you can further his kingdom and actually be, what are you doing that attracts people to go, what do you believe? Why are you, why are you so joyful? Why do you always have a smile? Why do you always compliment me? Why do you always act this way? Why are you so different from everybody else that's all down in the dumps and gloomy and worried and stuff? What is your hope? Because, guys, this world is is looking for some hope. And we have the hope. We have the ultimate hope. Our names are written in the the book of life. There's Mm -hmm. a kingdom coming that we're already citizens of. We ought to get excited. We ought to, like, be joyful. You know, like, what's with all the the doom and gloom, y'all? You know, <laughs> seriously, like, you know, when you realize that it, it is a kingdom that's like, you know, again, it, it's the same point I said earlier, when you realize that you can have an effect and make it happen like right now, you know, it just it just changes your perspective. And I heard this awesome illustration where, um, <clears throat> you know, there's a pastor and he's preaching. He calls his daughter up and his daughter comes up and she's just, you know, watching him waiting for, you know, what he's going to do. And so he looks at her and he says, tell, uh, I don't remember the name, but tell Trevor to come, come up here. And so she just looks over and she's like, Hey, Trevor, come up here. Um, and you know, the pastor was like, notice she did not ask me why she did not ask me what for. So she acted in an obedience out of the relationship with her father in such a way that a grown man got up out of his seat and walked toward her, this little girl. And so he goes on from there and he says, you know, give, give Trevor his, his shoes. And she says, what shoes? And, you know, she did not ask, but I don't see any shoes. She did not say, you know, like, where are they? You know, anything like that. She just said, what shoes? And so he said, okay, yeah, it's Trevor's birthday and I have some shoes for him right here. And so it was that thing, like there was no question. There was some shoes somewhere, you know, he told her to give them to him. And so they were somewhere. She just asked what shoes. And so it just painted this amazing picture of like the connection with the father led her to obey in such a way that there was no 
extremity or outside influence that would make anything that her father told her to do not happen. And that is exactly like, Dave, what you're talking about, Ryan, what you're talking about, what we're all talking about here is, you know, when you're a citizen of the kingdom, a co-heir of the kingdom, when you're connected with your father, you're going to hear him. He's going to want to flow through you to expand his kingdom. And when he tells you to do something, within his command contains everything needed for the command to come about. He does not give you a command without having within it what needs to happen. Like he's not going to leave you high and dry. <laughs> nope. No. Let me let me try to summarize this. All you guys are talking about of of these the, these um, these illustrations. So last week, <clears throat> this week we talked about the reciting of the. I'll, I'll refer to it as disciples' prayer. Should we be saying the prayer, or should we be being the prayer? Being. Yes. So, I guess that brings in, what is prayer? Mm. Is is prayer engaging, asking God to engage in something? Or is it our being willing to engage in what he wants to do? Is is prayer about him or is prayer really about us? It's it's a to me it's it's you know when you say your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in the heavenly realm, uh what are you what are you saying? You're saying, I want to be involved in this. And so the next thing that's going to happen is he's going to call you to be involved. I guess that's why a lot of people never pray it because they don't want to be involved. Wow. Mm. You, this, uh, it's like giving our box back to him, right? Mm. Yeah. And yeah. we're so fearful to give our box back to him. It's, excuse me let me paraphrase the boxes our hopes our dreams of what we want to become all that stuff and we mike has a wonderful teaching talking about that about kids and their dreams and that's a very quick paraphrase it's worth listening to the whole thing so uh at revive i know it'll be there so make sure to come <laughs> it's, it's such an awesome teaching and i want to use that example that box we're giving it back to him but we're so fearful that he's going to take away our hope our dreams he's just going to multiply it Right. That's what we don't realize. He's going to say, well, yeah, that thing that you want to do, you want them to do the most. Yeah. I'm actually going to offer you the ability to do it now. <laughs> but we're so afraid that hey, maybe it's because what you talked about in that same teaching, it's been crushed so much that we feel like yeah. God's going to crush our dreams, even though those dreams were actually downloaded from the kingdom. Yep. Well, guys, we're coming up on the uh, the end of our program here, so um, I want to segue to next week. And you're gonna have to. This is gonna this is gonna mean that you have to remember something for a whole week, okay? Uh oh. Which I know that's not difficult for you guys, but I'm gonna write it down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I want you to take. Uh, let's run around this this uh, this whatever this thing is on the computer that we have. 
the Hollywood Squares thing, and some of you probably don't know what Hollywood Squares was, but uh, it uh, it looked a lot like this, except in real time. Um, I want you to describe for me your view on the kingdom, and you have one word. And it can't be Messiah. Right. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Restoration. Right now? Yeah, go. One, whoever mm -hmm. first. Restoration. Restoration. Service. Service. Order. Order. Okay. And mine is going to be shalom, which is translated as the Hebrew word for peace. Hmm. So let's take those words, consider them. Okay. Give them to, give me, give me all four of them again here. Let me write it down. Restoration. Restoration. Service. Service. Order. Order. And I'll go with English and say peace. All right. There's next week's show, guys. All let's, right. Let's see where it goes, huh? This should be fine. Mike cheated and used Hebrew because Hebrew have phrases. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 oh, got him. Oh, boy. Got him. oh, man. Yeah, whoever said that there's one in every crowd was never in our crowd. That's right. Yep. That's true. <laughs> never been right. there. Well, the kingdom, that's where, uh, that's where we're heading. But in fact, that's where we are. But when Jeremiah penned those words and he said, I know the plans I have for you, not for evil, but for good, to give you a future and a hope, he was talking about our destination. So if we have a sure destination of hope, let's live our life on purpose. See you guys next week. We'll see you next week. See ya. You alone hear my you're the God who's always